0: Hi, this is Tom Harvey, the Economy Guy. This podcast is all about macroeconomics. It's what's going on in the world around us and what it is, can possibly do for us or to us. And welcome. This is an educational show. I want to just give you facts, figures, and some of my opinions so that you can make your own personal informed investing decisions. Hi, folks. This is Tom Harvey, the Economy Guy, back to you. In this episode, I want to talk about what I call the Fed is in a box. That's the Federal Reserve. And I want you to understand in depth what's going on in the U.S. economy and subsequently around the world. The EU is no different in what it's doing, nor is Japan. China is a unique place. We won't talk about that one. So... To understand what the Fed is doing today, you need to understand the history of the Fed. Uh, the Fed was created around 1913, and it has done the, its normal thing from then until the last 10 years or so. And what it does is it its main tool for affecting the economy, for keeping the economy going, are interest rates, the Fed funds rate in particular. And what it does is it raises the Fed Funds rate and lowers the Fed Funds rate. It raises the Fed Funds rate when the economy is overheating. In other words, it's in a bubble, it's getting too hot. And that encourages the, a recession. It encourages a, uh, a slowdown. And then if it gets too slow, it's in a recession, then they lower interest rates in order to encourage growth. And so you see that we have cycles, ups and downs, and they are indeed encouraged and promoted by the Federal Reserve through interest rate changes of the Fed Fed funds rate. But the Fed funds rate is just kind of an overnight rate, but we know through history that the overnight rate affects longer-term rates. So if you look at the Fed funds rate and the Fed reducing it or raising it, you will see that the 5-year, the 10-year, the 20-year, the 30-year bonds also kind of move in sympathy to it. So that's, that's... the way, that's the main tool that the Federal Reserve has been encouraging growth or discouraging growth when it gets too hot, too bubbly. And then, uh, more recently, it has supported government spending, deficit spending, more meaning more recently was the 1930s. Um, it, was, it was brought in with Keynesian-type economics which said if the government spent more money, that also could encourage growth in the economy. And it did, in fact. And Keynes was a, a good economist. He did his very best. He has a, uh, some strong supporters, and he has some big detractors. Uh, I'm a detractor because I believe that it has been misused. Keynes was very clear. He said... Yes, you can do, the government can do deficit spending. It can spend more than it has. But when the growth comes in, you get more taxes. You pay back the deficit. You pay back that. And you come back to your neutral position. So it's a short term, meaning a year or two, something like that, of deficit spending followed by anti-deficit spending, by actually paying back that loan that you've created well, current governments have ignored that part of Keynesian economics. Therefore, they say they're using Keynesian economics. They're not. They're doing something else. It's, uh, it's crazy. It might be part of uh, capitalism or crony capitalism, as it's called today. Okay. Uh, so, let's see. What is, what's happening today? If we want to look at that today... We have a great growth economy that's a good, strong economy, and we have low interest rates. That's just the opposite of what the Fed wants to do, right? So I'll be back in a second to let you understand what that means in more detail. Hi, folks. I was just saying that the Fed is in an interesting and awkward, if not dangerous position to be in right now which is having a good economy and low interest rates the opposite of what their normal use of tools is so there's something funny going on here in the economy right or we wouldn't have that it would be would have normal or a little higher interest rates like 4 or 5% but we don't so it's it's less than 2 i mean it's way down there there is some room to lower them but not much incidentally the fed the, the rumor is that, that the Fed will be lowering interest rates once or more, twice a, more this year. Uh, we'll see. It depends on what happens with the economy as we go forward. But uh, it looks like they are continuing a trend, even though they said they're not, of lowering interest rates in a strong economy. Again, uh, is this a sign of craziness or are they being forced to do that for some reason? I say they're being forced to. They're looking at the data. They're worried. They want to keep the thing going. In addition, the Fed is using another tool besides interest rate changes to the Fed funds rate. They are using quantitative easing. They refuse to use that term this time around. They said, oh, it's not quantitative easing. But in reality, it's exactly quantitative easing. That means that they are adding money to their books. That's they're called the current account of the Federal Reserve. And when they add money to it, they are actually just printing money. It's a little printing press. And they're printing it at the rate of $60 billion per month. Now, that, and what they're doing with that money is they are purchasing treasuries issued by the US Treasury Department. So the Fed is purchasing treasuries from the Fed. That's what's happening right now. And they're purchasing about 60% of those that are issued, which means the majority. That's, uh, you have to think about that a little while, and that is kind of crazy. Uh, is that because nobody else wants that debt or not? Uh interesting. So it's monetizing the deficit. What it's doing is that deficit spending the government is doing, the Fed is turning it into cash. And what that is doing is pumping money into the economy. And that money is going to create bubbles, which is happening. We actually have bubbles in the economy today. I mean, the, uh, Stock market's a good example of it. The money goes to the stock market. Uh, housing is up again. So perhaps housing is in a an upward trend or a bubble. Uh, the art market, weird market, is up. Uh, those, you know, so if you're rich, you're getting the money. Uh, what, what deficit spending is doing with quantitative easing on top of it is making the rich richer and the poor not so rich, even though the bottom... Uh, rungs of the uh, U.S. economy are coming up, the rich are getting richer much faster than they they are. Uh, So it's not a good social system, in my opinion. So what does that all that mean? I think it means that Federal Reserve is in between a rock and a hard place right now. It's uh, doing its best to keep things going, but if it continues going the way it's going, eventually we will have a recession, When we have a recession, the Fed will react to the recession. Their normal reaction is a reduction of interest rates. And since interest rates are low, they don't have much of a tool to reduce them to, do they? So if it were up at 4 or 5%, they could reduce them a lot and affect the economy like they have in the past, like the good old U.S. economy was, but not today. They can reduce it, you know, less than 2%. Uh, They could go to negative like Europe did. Again, insanity. Maybe that pushes us over the edge faster. Okay. Well, the purpose of this episode was to give you that as food for thought of the world of the U.S. economy today, and it's you can apply that to Europe and Japan. Uh, I want to uh, leave you with a question: The Fed has a target of having inflation be between one and two percent. Two percent right now, but in the past, one percent was good enough. And the question I'm leaving you with is why. Why, why wouldn't it be zero? Why do they want to have interest, uh, in inflation going at all? And I'll try to answer that question in the future for you. So thanks again for listening. Look forward to talking to you in the future. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Please hit the subscribe button on your podcast reader to get future podcasts. This is Tom Harvey. I am an investor myself, not a financial advisor. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as advice or a solicitation to trade, and we disclaim any responsibility for any negative effects of actions people might take.